0: Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello, everyone. This is Sheila, host of the Unsanctioned Citizen and That AI Show. I wanted to share a little bit about the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program as part of the HRSA. If you or someone you know is suffering from the lasting effects of an illness or disability symptoms after taking a vaccine, Please contact the Health Resources and Services Administration to learn more about the resources available to you that could help you and many others. For claims associated with the COVID-19 vaccine or other COVID-19 related countermeasures, please file your request for benefits with the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program. Please visit InjuryCompensation.HRSA.gov to learn more and tell a friend. Okay, welcome to this afternoon's edition of The Unsanctioned Citizen. So tomorrow we're going to be doing some examination of trust in the afternoon. Just wanted to give a preview of that and just jump right in, okay? So Twitter's been through a lot this week, and they've really been back and forth um, over this allegation, there's there's a whistleblower disclosure that there were a lot of bots, and a lot of people presumed as much, and so I'm just going to read this headline, and, and it came from CNN Business. Uh, in the days since, it was first reported that former Twitter head of security Peter Zatko had filed an explosive whistleblower disclosure the company has had to confront Renewed scrutiny from lawmakers, a dip in its stock price, and added uncertainty in its high stakes legal battle with billionaire Elon Musk. In the disclosure, Zatko alleged that the company has serious security and privacy vulnerabilities that could put users, investors, and U.S. national security at risk. He also alleged that Twitter executives have misled regulators, even though the company's own board. About its shortcomings, Twitter has criticized Zatco and broadly defended itself against allegations, saying the disclosures paint as a false narrative and of the company, and it is riddled with inconsistencies and inaccuracies. Inaccuracies. Sorry, Zatko was fired from Twitter in January for what a company spokesperson said was ineffective leadership and a poor performance. Slew of sharp reactions to Zatko's disclosure from lawmakers, regulators, and cybersecurity experts, not to mention Musk's attorneys, raised the prospect that claims could have been significant and long-lasting implications for the social media company to make matters worse. It comes at a time when Twitter has already been grappling with uncertainty among its employees, shareholders, and advertisers from its pending deal with Musk. So I'll leave it there. And let's go to this let's go to this disclosure. What was the disclosure? Ex-Twitter exec blows a whistle, alleging reckless, negligent cybersecurity policies. I'm actually clapping for the risk management team at 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 Twitter who is privately probably getting schnockered right now, just getting getting hosed on the rose because they're like I'm so glad this happened, because nobody was listening to me. I asked them for a budget. I asked them for this gap report. I asked them for all this stuff, and you know what? They ignored us. They ignored us. They ignored us. And you know what? We didn't get any money for it, and we weren't able to do our job. So here we are today. They fired the guy, because he blew the whistle, and you know what? They're They're getting it. They're getting it now. We still work here, but they're getting it now. You know they're just sitting around the table going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we knew this was coming. Don't blame us! You ignored us. mm Twitter has major security problems that pose a threat to its own users' personal information to company shareholders, to national security, and to democracy! Oh dear God. The Holy Grail. Twitter has security pro- problems that impact democracy. Good Lord, can't have that, according to an explosive whistleblower disclosure obtained by exclusively by CNN and the Washington Post. This disclosure sent last month to Congress and federal agencies paints a picture of a chaotic and restless environment, sorry, reckless, at a mismanaged company that allows too many of its staff access to the platform's central controls, whoa, and most sensitive information without adequate oversight. So maybe this explains the reason of the like haphazard, um, you know, deplatforming of individuals. It's just kind of this this army of petty tyrants that just get in there and can do it over a lunch shift, and then kind of get in, log in, delete a person or deplatform a person, get out, go back to doing whatever it was that they were doing, editing code for the uh, UX or something. You know, which would be terrible. That would be awful. And to know that, and to know that about this company, and know what they were doing, you know, and have like this this folded-arm coalition, who's like, okay, well, well, we are gonna have like a union uh, locker room convention of like six people, and we have decided that 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 Twitter shall shall ban this this political rival this week. Whoever they are, they are on the you know two minutes of hate shit list this week. So I, I mean that's just weird. And you know everything that you thought the, the the petty pettiness of people who are nerds that that people have accused them before in the past, like oh they're not really like that they're they're not really that bad. Yeah, they are actually. <laughs> They—it uh, turns out they are. <laughs> Not every one of them are like that, but it only takes a handful to to really make it. You know, again, I'm just going to use the, the turd in the punch bowl analogy. You know? Only takes a handful of turds to really mm, don't want to. So, the whistleblower who has agreed to be publicly identified as Peter Mudge Zadko, who was previously the company's head of security, reporting directly to the CEO. Zatko further alleges that Twitter's leadership has misled its own board and government regulators about its security vulnerabilities, including some that could allegedly open the door to foreign spying and manipulation, hacking and disinformation campaigns. The whistleblower also alleges Twitter does not reliably delete users' data after they cancel their accounts, in some cases because the company has lost track of the information and that it has misled regulators about whether it deletes the data as it is required to do so. The whistleblower also says that Twitter executives don't have the resources to fully understand the true number of bots on the platform. That is such crap. That's such crap. If they can micromanage accounts and deplatform whomever for whatever, this claim is crap. I mean, it is a complete and utter lie. Bots have recently become the central to Elon Musk's attempt to back out of a 44 billion deal to buy the company. Zacko was fired by Twitter in January for what the company claims was poor performance. Well, this might—they might have sabotaged him and then blamed him, used him as a scapegoat and said it was that guy over there, he was in charge of security, but he wasn't allowed to do his job, they sabotaged him at every turn, they didn't let him do it, you know, on and on and on and on, again, you know, it was, it's probably a, you know, it's probably just a party over there, mm, mm, mm. So this did impact Twitter's stock price, because they can't mitigate reasonable risk or fair practice. You know, and and being a causing jeopardy to the national security, democracy, and the like, according to CNN, the self-deputized authority, authority on all things democracy. My God, you know how could how could we let this happen? So Twitter's stock price tanked, and I am so sorry about that. But we've got to get out of this practice of scapegoating other people for our mistakes and making people pay for our own insecurities in this case, this was literal insecurity, non-security the person yelling the loudest about security trying to get some security was repeatedly denied by people who wanted to be petty tyrants and basically just you know, they wanted to do whatever it is that they do and they didn't want to obey the law and they're like this isn't this doesn't matter I, I have other things to do and you know this isn't at the top of my list You know, the, the excuses you get for not doing security at your company are really bad and then here comes like a heart bleed or lapusis or something like that Lapsus, I think it's called and You know everybody's got an excuse then like of why they didn't attend to it but it's never a good one it never seems to be a good one because you know fires are burning the internet is melting it's not it's not a good scene but Twitter be bad Twitter done bad this week so maybe get it off your phone (laughs) I got off my phone over a month ago a month and a half ago I just deleted the app I couldn't get it to work properly. There was some—it was buggy. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how where this goes. Twitter exec, you know, wherever you are, Mister Mudge Zach go. we know we know the kind of man you are, and probably what you did here was was uh, was good in the end. Telling the truth is always valuable to people like me. So, that that builds trust and security later down the line. So. <laughs> even if you had to burn it down on the way out. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, So that's a you know this is on par with like telling the information or telling the truth and sometimes people use will use doxing uh, as a strategy to shame or profane a journalist or truth truthsayer or somebody who's bringing up the truth um, as a retaliatory measure. So tracking or stalking or threatening to stalk or stuff like that does happen. People who are close in association with others trying to levy a penalty, some sort of menacing or bullying onto a person because they are saying something that you don't like, censoring their communication if they're unintimidatable. But you know you're getting through when, when people start Physically showing up and trying to to bully you when you're physically dealing with people who are who are finding you, you are flying over the target. Just know it. Just know it. Um, happened to me a couple times. I'm not gonna say too much about it, but um, but you know that you're doing something. <laughs> you're penetrating something if you're flying. That hard over the target, they're they're like I'm gonna come find you and I'll show you. So I guess we could talk about doxing now. So there's there's two forms of doxing. Everybody can use it. Doxing is a tool, just like swatting is a tool. Swatting is where and and basically this is like a resurgence. There there's kind of like a flurry. They they kinda go together whenever there's a lot of doxing there's also a lot of swatting so some people think that the left doesn't more and some people think that the right doesn't more evil people do it people who, who don't care and um, feel that they have no um, no one's gonna make them answer for their their deeds so there is a way to find out or discuss or or kind of answer to, to the doxing problem. So I'm going to read this um, security article from We Live Security. Just a few excerpts here. What is doxing and how to protect yourself? Doxing can happen to anyone. And here's how you can reduce the odds that your personal information will be weaponized against you. And this is by Andre lamirez So how harmful can it be to have your social media accounts set to public or t- to tag the restaurant where you're having a delicious meal? Almost everyone does it. I don't. Let's turn the questions around. Do you remember ever searching for someone you just met on social media to find out as about as, as much as you can about them? Or maybe a friend wasn't answering your text and you went on their Instagram to try to figure out what they were up to. You're not alone. Maybe that's this, is many of us, uh, maybe <laughs> excuse me, I'm scrambling my words. Many of us may be doing this and that is one of social media's goals. However, not everyone is doing it just out of curiosity. And that is where the problems are start starting. A UK study published in June 2022 revealed that 19% of respondents were victims of doxing, also spelled doxing with two X's. A practice where people with bad intentions publish, usually online, the personal information of their victims with the intention of embarrassing them or intimidating them. The term comes from the abbreviation "docs" for documents, referring to the files leaked online containing the victim's personal information. Ultimately, the abusers seem to frighten, shame, and create enormous distress, sometimes demanding money from their victims, other times to, to elicit pure revenge or a personal sense of justice. So there's, there's vigilantism in there, which I used to think it might be okay at one point in my human history, but then after, after the causes got weird. And after the groups got incivil and violence started being an option, it and it just got worse and worse and worse. So you know, a little light heckling online or for for doing something bad became let's go find these people at their house, and then it became anonymous certain members of Anonymous going let's let's uh let's go over to a cop's house and do something to their family and I'm like Ooh that's that's no you know threatening to injure or kill somebody's family, menacing their pets, menacing their menacing them at their home, all that's no. All that's that's completely, you know, illegitimate, illegal forms of menacing and harassment. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's just menacing and harassment. And it's against the law for a reason, because people do get hurt, both in defending themselves, like the, the, the perpetrator can get hurt um, from someone trying to defend themselves. And then the, uh, the person being targeted is usually the one who gets attacked first, they don't see it coming, they don't expect it, they don't know what's going on, they don't know they're being doxxed, and then here they walk outside and there's a mob there, and they're like, what? So it's really something pretty bad <laughs> for this to happen to anybody, and I, I I wish it to never happen to you, if you're listening to this. So. While doxing might be perpetrated by strangers, both individuals and groups, it can be carried out by acquaintances and even people in your own household. So, doxing is especially dangerous because its consequences can span from cyberbullying to real world stalking and harassment and even assaults and murder, which is something I just didn't get. So, as a basic rule, many of us are already cautious when it comes to protecting our basic information on social media. Details such as phone numbers or home addresses can often be kept private. But what about all the other information—the city where we live, where we work—all these details we willingly share with the public? And you might think, "So what? I have nothing to hide." Uh, we tend to consider that our existence is definitely less interesting than the juicy life of a celebrity. What we don't account for is that someone who wants to intimidate us—you know—that's not the point. The quick. News search reveals that people being doxxed after giving a bad review to a, bu- a business, or a woman who was identified by her car license plate in a video uploaded by someone who caught her in a moment of rage, or a woman's phone number published on Craigslist in a fake sex ad as revenge for her professional opinion published in a newspaper. So these are all terrible outcomes, undeserved outcomes for um, maybe something that should have not happened let's go to <sighs> anything can, anything can happen man. so everyone can be a victim the reason why doxing is such a twisted danger is because we are all potential victims and while it is up to us to define our audience and to tweak our privacy settings on social media we can't prevent all the wrongdoings of badly-intentioned people some of whom even leak others' personal information out of boredom. In the last years, however, doxing has acquired a new purpose. and has been, become a tool of social pressure over individuals exposing what the perpetrator believes are their victims' wrongdoings and social harm. In July 2022, an Austrian doctor who regularly gave interviews about the need for COVID-19 vaccinations committed suicide over continuous intimidation by individuals who believe the pandemic w- was a hoax earlier the doctor had been met at her workplace by protesters who also messaged her messaged her death threats the public disclosure of her personal information led to new threats even from people outside of austria and that is so terrible so in a long article about accountability in the age of crypto, BuzzFeed News deliberately exposes the identities of two creators of the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Ooh. See, and this is, this is my criticism. Shoot. Maybe something's going on with my app. I've had a low-yield uh, listenership, and I think that something's going on with the app where they cut the sound. Wow. So let me see if I can find Charlie... Get him in here. Charlie Weiser. Paging Charlie Weiser. That's a task for Charlie. Who helps me with the technical problems or the technical issues with the show. So I'll just keep going. Um, the journalist was threatened with doxing and retaliation for her piece. Ultimately, the article sparked an important discussion about the boundaries between investigative journalism and doxing as a relevant discussion as journalists themselves are being doxed and underneath some life-threatening harassment. So there's a lot of threatening and harassment between the journalistic community or the people who say that they're conducting journalism and their, their want to power trip and cause... Accountability on people they think are bad people or have found wrongdoing. So instead of approaching public officials or people who have the role of accountability and asking them about the policies, trying to find an advocacy group who would take up the issue, they go vigilante themselves and they expose the identities of these people and interrupt their lives in a way that they would not want to be interrupted themselves. So doxing over a simple disagreement or rivalry in an online video game can be enough to create enormous emotional burden through fear of consequences and shame, mainly if it involves kids. So platforms such as Twitch, Steam, Discord, and Roblox can give a false sense of safety as most interactions happen between players, user IDs, and avatars. However, small details are enough for determined doctors to dig up personal information, for example, by searching a targeted user ID on Twitter, where they may find more personal information in the list of friends. But it's not just about gaming. Virtual school resources based on video platforms or social media can also become a danger if the pri- proper privacy rules aren't put in place by both school and parents. Can you avoid being doxxed? There's no easy way to answer this. Ultimately, if you don't have any info online, it will be very hard for someone to find something about you, even if you're a typical internet user and in case someone actually wants to leak your personal details for whatever reason, most likely you already have shared enough. So fortunately, there are ways you can make it hard for anyone to collect your information about you. You can clean up your online presence, just delete all those accounts that are just floating out there with old information, bad information, tighten up your, tighten up the details, go back and delete old tweets, delete old posts, pull down unbecoming photos, all of that. Limit the amount of photos, I I have had a policy since the internet was live, was never share Picks with anyone ever just don't do it because they somehow they'll emerge through a hack or something else it won't be your choice uh, they will emerge and it will be revenge porn time and those things are tough to prosecute at first so if you can stay with it And really get after that person and stick with your lawyer and just really kind of drill down you have to bite down hard and just kind of be real determined uh, to get your your attacker because they they believe the people who do this I guarantee you they believe that they're in the right to do this to you They're they're in they believe they're in the right to conduct to do nudie photos to do all of the they believe they're in the right and they're not. So you have a case in court and you got to just got to stick with it. So if you're unduly exposed with revenge porn, there are laws against that now in most cases. So use two-factor fa- two or multi-factor authentication. It's not not against the the rules or anything like that. Use 2FA. Use a strong and unique password. Make sure your video conferences and calls are private and encrypted. Uh, Don't open links online before making sure they were sent intentionally and by someone you know. If in doubt, ask. If they were sent by a stranger, don't open them at all. What to do if you were actually doxxed? So first of all, don't blame yourself for the malicious intent of others. Keep in mind that we're all at risk. Report and block the abuser through the available tools on the platform where the harassment is taking place. Take screenshots of all details that might be relevant to support your case. Make sure all your social media accounts are private. Consider pausing them for a while. Make friends or family aware of what's going on, mainly if your home or work address has been exposed. Let your bank know what's happening and make sure your credit card details are protected. Consider contacting your local law enforcement. While doxing in itself might not be a crime where you are, financial fraud and physical harm resulting from it are, and there are menacing laws in most states. So while it is tough to get, you know, anti-stalking, you gotta just hang in there and look for ways to do it. And then always kind of like until things die down, just, just protect yourself, protect yourself at all times. You owe yourself that much. So let's go to swatting, which unfortunately. Is the worst tactic. It's like a worst form of doxing. If somebody gets your information, the the person of note this week that was swatted was Marjorie Taylor Greene. But this is this is something that happens to video game developers. It happens to people who are, you know, just in a, in a hard contest with a sociopath, and they don't really know it yet. Um, but they'll they'll dispatch the SWAT on your house and they're trying to get the authorities to shoot you or kill you or get you to do something that will get yourself hurt in those situations. So Cloudflare which is a great platform for security actually did um, did this article on swatting. So swatting is a cyber harassment t- technique. That's what it is. It comes from online. So, it's in, in league with doxing. So, it's a cyber harassment technique with the goal of sending an armed emergency response team or SWAT team to a victim's location. That's what they're trying to do. So, what is swatting? Swatting refers to a harassment technique most often perpetuated by members of the online gaming community. So, it's typically a gaming thing. Swatting entails generating an emergency law enforcement response against a target victim under false preced- False. Pretenses. Swatters do this by making phone calls to emergency lines like 911 and falsely reporting a violent emergency situation, which in and of itself is a crime. That is the first real crime of swatting is calling an emergency line and reporting a false situation like a, a like a shooting or a hostage situation. Swatters often consider what they are doing to be a prank. Uh, but it can come in with serious consequences. Swatting occupies law enforcement's response teams, making them unavailable to re- respond to other real emergencies. There have even been swatting incidents where law enforcement officers were shot, and in one case the, where the victim of the swatting was shot dead by law enforcement. In recent years, the U.S. has tried to dissuade swatters by imposing serious penalties for th- their perps, uh, but swatting continues to be an issue. Swatting is often hard for law enforcement to address since many swatters use sophisticated techniques to hide their identity. Swatters disguise themselves using techniques like ID spoofing, where they utilize software to make it appear as if they are a local caller when they could be anywhere in the world. So who are the victims of swatting? By and large, both the perpetrators and the victims of swatters are players of online games such as Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, and uh, DOTA. So, Swatters use social engineering and doxing tactics to gather personal information about rival gamers. In some cases, celebrities have also been targeted by Swatters, including Rihanna and Justin Bieber. And as I recall, um, what is that? I yeah, someone from SNL or someone married to someone in SNL. Um, some of the politicians who have introduced legislation to crack down on swatting have also been targeted by swatters as a form of retaliation. Brian Krebs, a journalist who specializes in reporting on cybersecurity and exposing cyber criminals, has been swatted multiple times by attackers around the world, including one particular nefarious attack where a hacker arranged to have heroin delivered to Krebs' home right before the police response team arrived in an attempt to frame him for drug charges. Several of the swatters who targeted Krebs have since been arrested on cybercrime charges. Doxing, or doxing with two Xs, is the practice of researching someone's personal information, as we covered, and the goal of doxing is to disrupt the victim's privacy. How to prevent swatting. So here it we is. is. We're, we're, we're going over a little bit, but how to prevent swatting. While everyone should be careful to maintain their online privacy, online gamers should take extra care to ensure they won't be victims of swatting. For starters, gamers should avoid divulging information about the identity or location of on their in-game chat channels or gaming forums. They should also avoid using screen names that would make it easy for strangers to identify them. Gamers can take further precautions and hide their IP address using a VPN. This will ensure that the potential swatter won't be able to locate them based on their IP address. So that about wraps it. Um, again, you can't swat without doxing. And uh, you know, apologies to to Ms. Taylor Green, who was doxed twice. I think it was and in a short amount of time. Um, just read something quickly about that. Yeah, she was swatted twice. Police in Rome, Georgia, again, had to visit the Republican lawmakers' home because of a hoax message. Second time in 26 hours. Holy crap. Two times in two day, in a day. In a day. My God. So, yeah, it can, it can happen to anybody. All right, that is it for this edition of the Unsanctioned Citizen. Thank you for listening, if you're out there listening. And uh, we'll come back soon, probably tomorrow, in the afternoon. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call-in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.